0: What's up, everybody? We're uh, live here for another live stream on the Live to Roll channel. I uh, just wanted to uh, say what's up and introduce the topic this week again, guys. We're going to be doing bowel care, and this is my friend Tom here with us again. Uh, what's up, everybody? And thanks for back, uh, Sean. Of course, Tom, you're the man, bro. <laughs> uh, and then we're also going to be bringing in my friend Bobby in a little bit here. Um, he's going to also join us for the stream. He has um, um, He's recently switched over to using a colostomy bag, so he's going to be covering some of those topics. But for now, uh, we'll just do a quick intro like we did last week. Like everybody, you guys probably know me. My name's Sean. I'm a C5-6 quadriplegic. Um, got injured 16 years ago in a snowboarding accident. And uh, this is my friend Tom. Tom, introduce hey me.
1: All right, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Tom. I'm a C5-C6 quad. I've been injured for 23 years. Um, and yeah, live in SoCal. Uh, you know, living that quad life. And uh, yeah, here to talk about some stuff.
0: Sweet, dude. Yeah, it's not the funnest subject to talk about, as everybody knows, you know, nobody really wants to talk about poop, but, you know, it is a big part of our life. And honestly, like what me and Tom were talking about before we started here is that everyone, you know, if you think initially people think, you know, oh, like walking, it's so like, that's what paralysis is, you know, like, but really the physical part of paralysis is like, that's the easiest part to overcome. The bowel and bladder control is the hardest, especially bowel, bowel control is seriously, like the worst thing to deal with really that we have to deal with um it's no fun (laughs) there's no really great way that that works um everything has pros and cons you know ups and downs so we're going to kind of just basically break down what are some of the ways that we do it uh because we actually me tom and bobby who's going to be joining us all do different things and have tried different things so we're going to share some of our experiences and just let you guys know you know, like what we have found that worked for us, and what might work for you, and the stuff in the future. And then, as far as questions and comments and stuff, you guys, um, just we're gonna I'm gonna try to get to them. If I don't get to you right away, uh, I'll we're gonna come back to the comments and stuff, and we're gonna answer everybody's questions and things like that too. So, if you can't have your questions, please leave them in the comments uh, and say hi and anything like that. And uh, hi to everybody who has been saying hi and stuff. There's a few people already saying hi, so. Thank you guys What's for up joining. What's everybody? Me. And hi, uh, welcome to the poop talk. <laughs> um, so I don't know, Tommy, well, you want me to start? A
1: subject. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it is a shitty subject no. <laughs> Um So I guess one so of we the- you want to get started, bro? I guess we could kind of start with like, bowel programs. So a bowel program is something that um, they kind of start you on in the hospital. And a bowel program is basically a routine for you to do your bowels. And that just makes it a lot easier for us to stay on a regular basis, like regular routine. You know, some people do it daily, some people do it every other day, some people do it a few times and a week. And
1: everybody has this, even able-bodied. Like and everybody guess... has that routine for the bathroom program, <laughs> especially that, and you know, when you get paralyzed, that all changes. So what they tried to do at the start is establish a new routine and a new program that will hopefully provide like consistency for you.
0: Exactly. Thank you for well put, Tom. Yeah, exactly. So everybody, able bodies, you guys all do your own thing. You have your I know before before I got hurt every morning I woke up and I went to the bathroom, take a shower, it was pretty pretty on schedule on routine. You know, some people have their coffee routine, cigarette, whatever it is that makes you do your thing, you know? But for us, it's a little more complicated. Um, A lot of things can go into that kind of stuff like timing, like if you were, you know, like things like if you were a regular morning goer, like sometimes that's going to have that carries over because your body does want to keep like some somewhat of that schedule. So like your bowels will get more active in the mornings, things like that. So you have to retrain your body if you're trying to train different times and stuff. Um, And one of the things that they use to, you know, stimulate a bowel program. Uh, well there's a few options one suppositories one are enemas or like uh, like mini enemas type of things um and then other ways are just manual removal some people can feel it enough and manually retrieve it with their finger or uh push it out like just on their own like with you know internal pressure me personally i use a suppository program um and and I, um, and I do my program every other day. So that's like my that's how I've set up my schedule. I originally did it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which was conducive for me to uh, travel for rugby. That's what a lot of the rugby guys do, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it opens up your weekends. But for me, I started having troubles with that Monday because the skipping two days was starting to get to my stomach, starting to get to, it just was, I was giving more complications, more constipation, more issues with bowel. Uh, blockages and stuff. So I switched it to every other day about a year ago and it's been um, working and helping f- for for me. That's that's what I found works well enough. Um, I still have my issues definitely. Um, you know diet can factor into that if I eat something weird, if I eat at different times, if I and you know like uh, new medication or something antibiotics can mess it up for sure. Um, Lots of stuff can can factor into those,
1: but, yeah, so, I mean, but uh, what Sean and I kind of mentioned earlier is I mean we just like paraplegic quadriplegic, you lack the muscle control to you know keep yourself from having an accident having a problem right um, but also um you know like help like helping yourself go now, um so we use alternative you know things to help stimulate that, right uh you said it before suppositories enemas or even like digital stimulation you know like manual stimulation um, you know can like stimulate the vagus nerve that can like cause you to start to go and some people like that works perfect for them I've been paralyzed my whole life and I was really young when I was injured so I didn't really have like a regular routine that like I you know could go off of I mean I was four years old so they just started me on uh, I I did it for like ten years or so same like suppository routine like every other night um for like a long time when i was 14 years old i got surgery um in my abdomen like for my catheterizable stoma but they took part of my small intestine to do that and after that surgery my routine completely changed and that's common for you know like any kind of gastrointestinal procedure you know like your body you know just trigger changes um that happened for me so, my I went from having like a very consistent regular routine where you know I had very few accidents and you know I just like didn't like it wasn't difficult to manage to like being 14 years old and like having problems every day or every other day, and it was just a nightmare. So, I switched from an every other day routine to a daily routine, and I switched from response to enemies, which were mini enemas. Now, you can Google it, but it's this solution called uh. I'm not sure if you can look it up, Sean, but it's, like, called duxylate or something. And, basically, it's just a fluid that, um, it's, like, a small amount. Um, so it's why it's preferred over, you know, like, other enemas, like, fleet enemas or, like, larger amounts of saline solution. Um, and they're very good for a lot of people. They worked for me for, gosh, I think I used the enemies for probably, like, six years. Um, until just before I moved out, um... Now they worked good, and I still had the you know occasional problems more than I did when you know I was younger but I just kind of wrote it off to like my body getting adjusted to something new uh, it was still an issue for me though, and it never i mean whenever I would have an accident or a problem or like I wanted to evacuate in the morning and I'd be stressed out, and I'd have a problem later in the day because I had plans with friends or you know plans to, like be out all day away from home and stuff um, The anxiety, the stress, the, you know, fear that came along with that was still too much for me, and it bugged me and bogged me down all the time. Um, And, I mean, honestly, it still can sometimes, um, you know, even to this day. But after I, you know, was using the enemies with limited success on a daily routine, uh, I spoke to a gastroenterologist who specialized in, like, people with paralysis, And he gave me two recommendations. One, keep a food journal every day what I eat. It's really honestly super easy to do on your phone. I mean, you just copy and paste. So you have like most days in a row because it's surprising how consistently you eat the same stuff. But keeping track of what triggers regular incidences of accidents and stuff is like you just know. And you remember because you write it down, and you can look back like yesterday or the day before. Because you can like hardly think back usually and remember everything that you ate, you know, two days ago. Um, especially if you're trying to figure out if it was something that triggered you, you know, to like have an accident or something. Um, so, food log. If you eat something that messes with you, stay away from it. Be cautious of it. Maybe try a little bit if it's like your favorite thing. And you know, if you can only have a little bit at a time, only have a little bit at a time. And, you know, weigh that cost-benefit. If it's good enough to risk having a problem, do your thing. But if it's not, cut it out because it's the easiest thing to do is to just avoid stuff that makes you sensitive. The other yeah. thing that I switched to which really helped me um, limit the accidents was um, a regular fleet enema. And basically it's just um, it's, it's just sailing solutions, just regular um, normal solution, but it's a larger volume. I mean, it's just a regular fleet enema you get anywhere at any – CVS or Rite Aid or whatever store. Um, They're super common, but um, the larger volume just like would allow me to like evacuate more consistently, more bad. Like I would not evacuate completely sometimes in the enemies, and then a couple hours later, I'd have a problem. Um, So switching to that allowed me to uh, do it with like, you know, handle my program more consistency, like evacuate more completely, and that really like limited any issues that I had and that being said you know sometimes like go out and drink especially alcohol will do it if you like are a drinker um you know if you just like get the hankering you know for a big cheeseburger it's some french fries whatever like that can yeah. still trigger just like it does for anybody um but the like the thing about it is um you know you you learn your body you know you learn what works you, you learn to know better you know like if something happens every once in a while, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, like, if it happens at home and you can just handle it really easily, you know, like, it's it's okay. Um, you know, there are definitely harder and more embarrassing situations where, you know, it can happen. Those are the ones you really want to try to avoid and, you know, I mean, if I have, like, a lot of stuff coming up, I, mean, I will change my diet for the next couple of days. So, like, you know, I mean, if I'm getting ready to go away for a weekend in San Diego with my buddies and, like, I'm, I'm going to skip my care for a day or something, like, you know I'll just fast for a day and you know limit <laughs> and it sounds crazy but you know like it's <laughs> important enough for me to like avoid having an issue and allow me to like enjoy myself and be stress-free and have a good time and you know like I can just sit there with my little snacks and you know like uh keep my blood sugar levels okay and, you know like be fine without you know uh, without it that sounds like kind of weird and wild but I mean like I gotta be no. honest with you know I my mean, techniques.
0: No, dude, I mean, maybe for an able-bodied, somebody that's not, you know doesn't really know, that does sound root-weird and wild. But to me, like, dude, traveling for rugby and stuff, all of us, before we're gonna go on the flight, nobody's eating anything that's gonna make you have the chance of having an accident on that flight. Yeah. Like you're eating bananas, you're eating anything that can constipate you before the flight, like, because that is the worst spot. But besides that, like, but a lot of times for travel, for other things, for important events, yeah. Sometimes you have to modify your diet a little bit. And what sucks about that kind of stuff is like with me, like I've had to do it several times where it's, you know, I've had to almost constipate myself a little bit, which worked and I didn't have an accident, but then it was hard for me to like, to go when I needed to because I backed myself up. You know, like I intentionally so did that's that. Like
1: that's the so, dance, right? That's the balance. It's yeah, like, that is, it's how like... do you ensure that like, you know, you're okay, but also, you know, not like, not okay enough to still like, you know, be about your regular routine or, you know, like go when you need to, so that like you don't have problems later on, like. Dude,
0: exactly, <laughs> and you it's know, balance. Like, and th- really those is. are really, and it really is a balance. It really is like trying to find it. And honestly, it sucks, but like your first couple years of your injury, you're probably going to have a lot of issues and accidents because it's just trying to find that balance and that routine, figuring what works for your body and what doesn't work for your body. You know, like it, it takes learning, you know, like it's going it to take it's the a experience. It's just like you know? anything
1: else.
0: So it's like, it, you have to experience it a few times. It sucks. There's no way around it, but that's just the life of it is you know um
1: and yeah you can't be afraid to pay attention to your body too right you know like listen to what it says listen to how you feel and like you were saying with the journal
0: the journal is a great idea man like that's you have to listen you have to like remember and if you're not going to remember you have to note them down like you were saying put them in a journal make a food journal of what you've eaten what like how your bowels went and stuff like.
1: That's... I mean, I don't know about you, man. I'm on my phone 24 7 anyways. Like, it's the easiest thing to do is pop into my notes and, you know, just like, like take two seconds to write down what I just, you know, munched on.
0: Yeah, dude. You can do it in your notepad. You can do it in your little calendar app if you need. There's like notes for days. Like, you can do all kinds of stuff if you want. You know, like, definitely so, easy enough talk on your about
1: phone. Minute, like... Diet, man. Because uh, that's a big part of this. What mm-hmm. is your diet? Like, do you... I mean, personally for me, I, it sounds, sounds odd again but it's just something I found works for me. I mean I kind of do the intermittent fasting regularly like I'll do one like real meal a day like around 4 or 5 o'clock. Like I do like lunch, dinner in between. Um, And in the morning I usually do tea and granola or granola bar or something in that vein you know like a Greek yogurt or something but outside of that you know a little snack Maybe some chips or something in between it, I'm feeling kind of low, energy-wise. Um, but like my diet is what, like that's the power I have, right? You know, I don't have so much control or power over, you know, like dark, you know, parts of my body that I, I can't communicate with anymore. But I can still, you know, control what I'm, you know, putting in my body, and that that helps, uh, at least me. Awesome, so what's yeah. your what's your diet?
0: Um. So I. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't do fasting because for me, I'm like my metabolism's running all the time. I kind of need to keep. I snack a lot. Like I'm eating every couple hours, every few hours, I'm eating some sort of snack, something. Um, but for like my bowels, so I do fiber one bars to help my bowels. I do them like the mm-hmm. night before. I usually, uh, before I do, so I do them like every other day. I eat a fiber bar. Um, I also, you know, I try to do fruit smoothies in the mornings a lot of times because. I've learned also from other people and nutritionists, you know, fruit smoothie, it's easier for your body to process and run through your system than like a whole big processed meal. Uh, so that's another thing I do to try to help, you know, keep things going smoothly. Um,
1: and those of you who juice and don't smoothie, smoothie like Sean, because that pulp, that meat, like in the fruit and the veggies that you're grinding. Yeah, up, you gotta get all the pulp so-
0: and stuff. Yeah. That
1: natural fiber is like what makes your body like okay.
0: So
1: hey, nice so yeah Who you said the juice
0: <laughs> like that's what I so no, yeah not just juicers yeah because I know there are people that do like the and I'm sure some of that green juicing stuff does help um but
1: yeah, I'm sure that it's but like that natural plant fiber that you know like your body digests and stuff i has certain benefits that a lot of people take away when they juice instead of smoothie, but anyways, part of my side note.
0: <laughs> no, that's good, dude. That's good no, it's man. And that's what I learned that from. Uh, one of my, one of the guys that I play rugby with. He's the number two ranked hand cyclist in like the quad division right now in the country. Dude's, Dell, you might know him. He's a super cool dude, but he's all about nutrition, fitness, health. Like the guy is hardcore. And he's the one that told me about that. And it wasn't for, as it was partially for bowels, but he told me like, it really does help your digestion and bowels to do at least one meal a day as a smoothie, like as your morning one or whatever. It just kind of helps things go through. You get all that fruit pulp, you get the different nutrition. Plus it's just easier for your body to process and just kind of like for your intestines and bowels.
1: So, just uh, a cool lunch?: And then why is Benafiber? I take uh, two adult servings of uh, fiber, which is just okay. wheat dextrin fiber. There are multiple brands, but it's not the Metamucil like, orange one. It's like the white powder that dissolves. Um, but it's wheat okay. dextrin fiber. And um, I do that in the morning. Like, first thing when I get up with my cup of tea and my cup of coffee, depending on what I have. Um, and that helps with like my consistency. Um, I found I used to do Miralax um, at night um, to like help facilitate me going better in the morning, Um, but I I found that it was causing more problems than it was helping. Um, But everybody's body is different, and honestly, it's really trial and error. But that's the thing that sucks because
2: you know trial and error
1: (laughs) means you're gonna fail sometimes, and those errors are not so easy to deal with. Uh, And it's like a hard thing to just like try stuff and risk, you know.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. No, definitely. Uh, it, it's <laughs> the trial and error part sucks. Trying to figure it all out sucks. But once you kind of can get it dialed in, you can sort of get a pretty good schedule and routine and and diet and stuff going and things. And uh, I forgot one of the things I was going to mention too earlier. So if I know I really have to like like for rugby So a lot of times for rugby is when I have not had to adjust my stuff. It's so like, you know, traveling. Totally throws off timing, throws off your seating, it throws off everything, you know, like your diet, your all 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 of it's different. Uh and one thing I've noticed that does help me actually go is if I drink like one at most two like ale type beers the night before. (laughs) Like those like hot beers. It really gets my bells going. And the next day I have a way better, like way easier time. Um it I just earlier, I, like
1: alcohol so, will like cause. Uh, so, uh, so that's some. That's one of the
0: things I'll do a lot of times traveling careful. is I'll go have a beer the night before to make sure it goes cool. Like.
1: <laughs> uh, Funny. Oh, uh, another thing you got to be really careful with is the stuff right here. I'm not trying to you know advertise for Starbucks over here. I might be a slight addict. Um, no, but coffee's a big one that can also cause you to have issues um, if you're not careful. Like I, mean, I yeah. know how much I can drink without having problems. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I pretty much touch like one or two cups a day. Um, like more than that, like it could cause like my tummy to get upset. Um, but that's just part of noting these things, paying attention, you know, noting how the ale affects you, right? Whatever it's in there that, you know, causes that, right? Same with the coffee, same with whatever it is that you're, hey, you know.
0: Tom, I'm going to leave you to talk for just a second about this, and I'm going to bring Bobby in real
1: quick. Cool. I right, for sure.
0: So, yeah, you, you're, yeah, you're on your own right now for a second.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. You guys are stuck with me. Uh, one topic you know, surrounding this, which I don't – like, I haven't seen really – in, like, support groups and stuff, so you talked about as much, which I've struggled with, is um, my reliance on a caregiver for this aspect of my care. I mean, I try to be as independent in my life as possible. And, you know, I'm a um, which – You know, means that I'm going to have to require assistance, you know, for certain things. Um, But being bound to a routine where, you know, a caregiver has to show up and you see, like, I can get get myself dressed and get up in the morning, no problem, and go about my day. But if I skip my, you know, bowel care and, you know, risk having an accident later on, that can be hard for me. Um, But, you know, like having to travel with a caregiver because I can't independently do that part of my care on my own can be really, really difficult. Um, you know, I'm traveling to with someone or not at all. Hey, Bobby.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: Pretty good, boss. How are you?
2: Good, how are you doing?
1: Good, man, good. Just talking Very about uh, the caregiving aspect of daily, daily bladder bowel care.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, the fun stuff I don't miss. The fun stuff I don't miss. I don't know about Plus, you, but after a while, when uh, you start thinking about doing a cloth to me, it was the biggest game changer of my life.
1: Well, so this is the perfect segue to that because I was just talking about how, you know, like the freedom that it takes away from me when I want to travel. You know, like, I either have to travel with a nurse or a caregiver or a family member who can help me, or a friend or whatever. And that cannot always be the easiest thing. What if I just want to freaking go away for a weekend on my own, you know? I, I mean, I can't. Uh, I mean, maybe overnight, you know, if I'm careful with what I eat, take all these extra steps and precautions. And it's been hard. Uh, it's been really difficult for me. Now, I'm not I'm not really at the stage where I'm ready to make that, make that change yet. But, I mean... I'll be lying if I haven't said you know it hasn't crossed my mind. No,
2: it it takes a while. It um, it takes a long time uh, to make that change. I I fought it for good five years and probably even more. But the the last five years, if I would have done it five years earlier, life would have been a lot different. I think my health would have been different uh, because of. What happens... Hi, Sean. <laughs> we're recording. Are we live? Um, oh yeah, we're, we're live. live? Yeah. We're uh, live. Okay. Hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, just jumping right in. I know. Uh, I know you had an order, but we started jumping in it. And uh, here's, you know, if I would have done it five years earlier, my health would have been a lot better. And the reasoning for that is. I wouldn't have gone to work exhausted I'm a person I'm a morning person I like to get it going in the morning I like to not worry about it after work when I'm already tired from work so I chose the other end that some other people choose to do it at night I just always uh, always chose early the better and it just felt like once I got that done I'm done I don't you know if if I know it's a, a it was a bowel program day, and I didn't do it in the morning, it would linger with me all day long. Like okay, hey, I, know, I, <laughs> I know, I know I got to do it. I'm not going to look forward to it, and it really starts to ruin your day if you're a person that does it. Let's just say eight o'clock at night. It I, I for me it just ruined my day. Like around three o'clock, all I would be thinking is, oh, I got to do it tonight. Oh, now my friend texts me. He wants to go out. Oh, now there's a show starting and my wife wants to watch it. You know, whatever it is, it was just like, ah. Oh. So I always chose the morning all my life. And
1: uh, I switched from night to morning for that exact reason. It worked better for me and like my mom, who was my caregiver while I was at home. 'Cause she'd be up at six AM, need to be at work by six thirty or whatever. And it was just difficult. But I'm a morning person and I want it done for the day. So my caregiver shows up at five thirty AM, like I'm up in my chair by six forty five and I'm just like free to, you know, have the rest of the day myself. And it is so important for me to have that because my yeah. nighttime freedom is everything to me.
0: Yeah, I'm the same as you guys. I like to get it done in the morning, be done, don't worry about it. But the issue I've had is if I have something I really need to do and I've done it in the morning, like if it didn't go the best, I'm still worried that something else might like slip out. (laughs) So absolutely true. And
2: and you got, you got to really trust your, your done system. You know, I am, I put in a lot of insurance over the years and I think that's what sort of made me more exhausted from bell program because I put all those insurance in I never I'll put on I'll put it on two, two hands because I want to be right about this in in 30 years doing it in the morning of having something happen after the fact after I was dressed and on, on with my day of goofing around or work or whatever it was I might have had maybe 10 accidents in 30 years wow. so you know and I got, you had a
1: really consistent regular yeah, program. That's
2: you know, really I had good. a uh, i I got lucky with a lot of things with bell program. One never had so if the first six hours was over after bell program, nothing was going to happen. No accident, and I cannot have an accident for I don't care what I ate, I don't care what I drank, I don't care. Um, what it was it was not going to happen until that suppository went back up there and started the whole whole cycle again I got lucky but the accidents came and I, I I had to be honest maybe in two years out of 30 two times out of 30 maybe it was just like all of a sudden it was like whoa what was that you know I, I, you know who knows what that was you know but those were very odd, out you know, for thirty years.
1: But this stuff happens to everybody, right? I mean, it happens yeah. to able-bodied people.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, yeah, yeah, you can have just something, you know. And I was, but those two times, I'm like, did I eat something different? I don't know. Well, that was weird. But the I got lucky. I had a, you know, for a long time, I did it twice a week and probably that was another problem I probably did on my body was uh, for a long time because it didn't matter if I did it every day, it didn't matter if I did it every other day, it didn't matter if I did it every third day. Um, it still took the same amount of time. Still See, took two hours.
0: And I remember when I met two? you or for first talking, you told me that, that you were doing it every, like twice a week and I remember thinking, that's, you know, that's crazy. Like, wow, that's, you know, like, that's, it,
2: it <laughs> I think, crazy. I think in some ways it was a lot of that wrapped around playing quad rugby for so many years. Like, right. I mean, okay. I got to get on a, I got to get on a system that works Monday mornings and Thursday mornings and hope for the best, you know? And when I went to rugby uh, tournaments and they're, they're feeding you uh pizza, hot dogs and chili, you're like, Oh dude, can we <laughs> yeah. go get a stout? Like, Something, man. We need something else here. You Give me know? some fiber. And, yeah, you know it was yeah. just like, and I know that was easy. And I met many rugby players that had bad moments at rug at quad rugby games. Oh yeah, no, like, it's you can't eat that, you know. Yeah, yeah they... we don't have. To and you're right. It. They don't. Say we don't the have the name, like... but yeah, and you know, it, you just have to be really careful about your diet. I I bring my own fiber bars and. And there was only so much power bars and, you know, fruits and nuts that you can bring for two days or three days and not let it, either the fruit go bad or the vegetables go bad. But you do what you can. You're, and then at dinner, when you all go out as a team, you're like, no, I'm not ordering the quesadilla and, you know, guacamole. You know, you're ordering... The
1: Chipotle sauce and all those things. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you, you you no more thought, but you you take care of your body, and it's not always easy. It's it's, it's and you it's, know, I it's it's not like eating not good food,
1: but it's just eating real food. Now, I mean, I can maybe count on one hand the you know, at, like the times I've had issues. Um, you know, when I've been eating like home cooked stuff, like real like you know, real vegetables, real stuff, real food, you yeah. know, versus, like, if I got In-N-Out Burger, you know, like, for dinner that night, and then, like, hey, you know, In-N-Out I had to talk couple flush. hours, in, it's, like, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, like, it makes, it just makes so much sense. So, when I made that, like, switch, I mean, it's difficult because, I mean, for me, I live alone, so, you know, cooking is not always the easiest thing. I do not always have the energy to, you know, spend two hours making a simple dinner for myself, or, no, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. But, um, You know, like I meal prep on Sunday, so I have my leftovers. I like can pop in the microwave and you know heat up, like you know some veggie stuff, some rice, whatever it is. But setting myself up to have real food around to eat versus you know rolling to a fast food place or rolling over to campus and getting you know whatever cheap food they have there, Uber Eats something, you know whatever. Right. Um, but it,
2: but all those but all those choices that you you named. There are good choices there. McDonald's, you can get a great choice. You can order their small salad with a chicken breast sandwich. And you know what? Eat only half of the bun. You know, there are ways to go fast food and Uber Eats on a very healthy. Does it sound good when you're thinking about, you know, something like Chipotle? Yeah. Chipotle. I want a
1: filet fish, Bobby. I don't want yeah. a
2: salad. I don't. I don't. I don't blame you, man. When you when you go to McDonald's, trust me, I want a Big Mac. Yeah, the, that's the hard the part is trying to eat healthy when you go.
0: Those are the decisions
2: that, you have to make. You, but when you limit it to your only options, like you said, well, okay, Fridays I can have filet fish, but Saturday and you know whatever it is, the other days I have. The other stuff, you know,
1: I and go that's to the I, thing. I, Anything is okay in moderation,
2: right?
1: But you know, some things are not okay in excess. And very often, you know, you go and get a big fat cheeseburger and you know, a side of French fries and you know, a big bowl of chili. Like you know, it's a portion that's probably not a normal size.
2: And I think what we're trying to say to, instead of us talking to each other, what we're trying to say out there in YouTube world is. I I think it's all balance, and what we're what you put in your body is what's going to intake out and you have to really be careful and it's, it's a headache and it's a pain in the butt, but some people don't have to worry about it and some people have to worry about it a lot and everybody knows who they are when they fit in that category. And once it's, it seems like once that system is laid down, uh, which way you are who can eat whatever or who cannot eat whatever you'll just you'll figure it out and you know I feel bad for the ones that are like I can't eat pizza I can't eat this I can't eat that I can't eat that and I can't eat that everything else is uh, it's okay and and then some people are like it doesn't matter you, you I can eat a stick of butter and nothing will happen you know yeah, you're
0: like, I mean I'll, I'll be honest I didn't in my 20s I just it seemed like I could eat pretty much everything and anything and like I would occasionally have you know I'd have like those rare accidents or like be constipated but like it never seemed like I had very like I didn't have issues all the time like I had you know occasionally here and there but as I've gotten older i have noticing now uh, things are touchier like I have to pick and choose my diet a little more I have to, I have to be smarter about what I'm doing eating and things like because um, I used to be one of those guys that just I didn't I eat whatever I don't care.
2: <laughs> Wait until you're about fifty, Sean. It <laughs> changes even more, man. <laughs> um, like I, well, yeah. I, you, you, you said something uh, that uh, I cannot eat an in and out now. No, I mean, I'm um, sorry. Uh, I cannot eat a in and out. I I just still, it doesn't sit well with me. There's I I don't know if it's the sodium in the buns or it just. Oh, I'm just like I, I, okay, I, I, I can't do anymore is red meat.
1: I mean, I will try, like sometimes like on you know, on occasion like I'll eat cheeseburger. But um you know, like I can't do a steak. Like even carne asada is hard for me. You know, like any kind of like beef. I don't know what it is, but like I never really used to have an issue with it, but now whenever I eat it, like I always like an hour or two later I'm just like, Ugh! and then my, my stomach like it's just not happy and it never used to be like that but you know 20 years like your body changes
0: hey guys actually we got um, uh, Wheel Life is in the chat and asked he actually asked if anybody has a colostomy um, and if we thought of having it done so Bobby uh, we kind of we did mention it just a little but, bit yeah. earlier but we kind of uh, digressed if, there a
2: if you want to touch on started, that a little we're... bit um, yeah if you want to mention mm-hmm. anything else yeah, you know. So we were starting to talk about it, and I've been paralyzed for 31 years. Uh, I wish I would have done it five years ago. I actually did it a year and a half ago, and the reason why I went to it was not for the easy reasons. That was the that's the worst thing. Is once I had the colostomy, everything else was so easy. Meaning, um, you don't you don't have to get the, you know all the, the stuff out, the gloves, the, the suppositories, the chives, and the where where's it going, and you know over the toilet, and on the commode, all this stuff. And I wish I would have thought it for the easy reason. The reason why I did colostomy was, I was just, I felt like I was full all the time. So then I started going every other day, and then I was going every day, and I never felt like I was completely empty. And I I just couldn't take the pain anymore. The bloating, the air would just sit in my stomach and I would try to lean over left, right, forward, anywhere where I can get air to escape me. And it just went like the best the best place was air to escape me was transferring into my car. Like I would tell my wife, wait outside until I transfer You're going to hear a rip-roaring fart here. You know, that was the only way I can get air out of me, it seemed like. And so finally, I just couldn't take it anymore. I went to a, a couple surgeons that um, that do these kind of things. Uh, one, I was going to go to a great guy at UCI, but he was kind of uh, known in the name of, of stomachs and... Uh, um, and the reason why we had his name and another guy's name was because my daughter's dealt with a lot of stomach issues and has a ileostomy, which is a little bit different. Ileostomy is someone that loses their colon. Colostomy is everything's intact. It can be reversible for anybody that's interested in, like, okay, I want to try it, but if it doesn't work, is it reversible? Yes, it
1: is. I did whole- not know that, so that's good
2: to yeah. know. So that's, that's something to know. Like, you're like, "Mm, this is gross. This is, this is too close to home. It's only, you know, from my eyesight now I see it, you know, and at first I was like that. At first I looked down and I'm like, Oh my God, it's right there. Oh, this is so gross. Um, but it does beat out the grossness of my nurse coming over every other morning and just putting her finger up my, you know, my bunghole. And it's just like, okay, this is way less. This is my dignity feels back intact again. So okay. I found a surgeon um, who said, I just asked him like, would you do my surgery? I'm just never comfortable, and can you help me out? And he goes, sure. Um, if that's you know, we want you to be comfortable. And I said, do you have you ever done anybody who just asked for it? And he goes, no, but your insurance will cover it because you show sign of pain, discomfort and, um, and your diagnosis of being a quadriplegic. And so I did this surgery a week later. And at first I was like, what did I do for maybe like a week? Like, like your it was almost like, a you know, my body had to do a restart, like your computer. Like the first time when you do a real hard boot and the first time it's loading, you're like, Uh uh-oh, did I screw something up? And then everything's starting to work fine. Well, that's how it was on, you know, the first couple, um, the bag full of whatever, like, oh my God, that is so vile. And, uh, just trying to get used to it. But after a year, it's, you know, especially like now through this COVID-19, my nurse, you know, uh, my gal that was helping me out, she, um, you know, she wanted to be protected of myself, who is at high risk, and herself. And so, right now, she's not here. So we both decided, you know, okay. And that put my wife in a kind of a bind to help me out on some of these things, but it's not as bad. So we're like, whoa, I'm so much, <laughs> I'm so much better off. If I have this cost for me instead of my wife doing it. You know, dignity wise. So that was a like, ooh. Okay. And then kind of what we started talking about, Tom, is a um, uh, traveling. Now, when I travel, it's just like, oh, my God, I don't have to lug all this stuff around, you know? I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm on travel day two times. How many gloves? How many chugs? How many this? How many that? So I bring my camo chair for, you know, it's just another big piece of something to – you know, so it, and especially on the kind of traveling we do, we only do weekend trips. So you know, so if I have to skip a shower, I skip a shower. I just wash up in bed, but I don't have to drag around this big old uh, commode chair on the on the plane or in the car, or uh, a transfer I'm not used to because it's a travel one too.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. like what my um parents used to do. Uh, when we go camping because we go on like four or five day camping trips and sometimes i just skip a morning because i like, i didn't eat much the day before i just felt fine and like i felt like i could just go another day and i just get up and do my thing um but for our like mobile camon chair they took one of those like just fold out like lawn, uh, not like a lawn chair but like uh you know you take like a sporting event or something it just like like pops out or whatever and they just cut a hole in it like you know my mom <laughs> sewed some like good cloth on it and it just folded it didn't even look like anything um, you know, what I do for my routine, right now I do like a daily routine, a daily bowel program, and it's a lot. I, I will not um, paint a pretty picture because it's really hard to get up every you said spend one to two hours taking care of that stuff. Now my program is, my nurse comes in, I do like my, I empty my bladder, you know, I go, like I do my bowel program, and then take a shower right after. Most quads do not shower every day. Uh, That's, you know, what I've come to learn. Uh, Because it's a hassle. It's like tough to get in the Hoyer if you, you know, get in your shower chair, you know, like do whatever it is you have to do. Um, You know, like it used to frustrate me all the time because of how long it took. I've been really fortunate enough, like over the last few years, to find some really good nurses um, that are awesome. It like, I mean, my mom, nobody does my, um, you know, care better than my mom, you know, who is also a nurse. But, you know, she just has done it forever and just knows, you know, everything really well. I mean, she could help me out with my care in an hour, in an hour, up, you know, start the day, shower, everything. Um, you know, yes. then I would, I moved out and I would have new nurses really consistently. It wasn't two hours. It was two and a half hours. It was three hours because, you know, as someone who was unfamiliar with how to move me you know how to do this kind of care um so if you if the cost me is not like an option for you or just something that you are an idea that you know like for me it's not what I want to do right now in my life and I don't know I'll get to a point where I want to consider it there are ways I think to manage your care I daily or every other day it's just takes time to dial it in and make it work and smooth out the, you know, kinks and, I mean, like, one of the hardest things for me is there's nothing worse than, like, having a significant other over and, you know, like, spend the night, right, you got to wake them up in the morning and be like, hey, you might get out for an hour because my nurse is about to show up and help me with, like, my bowel care, like, you know, interrupting that space, interrupting, you know, that, like, intimacy and stuff, like, that can be really, really hard. But, you know, yeah. like, but you got plans that day, and, you know, like, you, it's hard to skip your bowel care, too, you know, as much as you don't yep. want to that space. And, you know, it's just the give and the take. Um, there's not, like, lots of not easy parts, and, you know, you do your best to make, make it work and make it easy. And, you know, like, I found a routine which... You know, like, I've really been considering changing as of late, um, but you know, right now it works for me, it's good, and you know, like, there are hard parts about, like, you know, there are hard parts about everything. and It's really kind of just cost-benefit analysis in your mind, you know, like, what, what, what you're comfortable with, what works for you, you know, like, dignity-wise, health-wise, and you know, a, a bunch of other factors, too. Yeah,
2: I've I think actually... that's the most important. Most important, keep what works best for you unless it changes like you notice more accidents if you notice not the quite you're not quite feeling right look at what you're doing is it food you're eating is it the time you're doing it is it you know look at some certain things you know like am I getting older I think that was one of my things I was just getting older what were you going to say Sean I'm sorry
0: Uh, I was gonna say yeah I'm kind of like I switched from the Monday Wednesday Friday every other day about a year ago and i'm still having issues i'm still trying to figure things out still trying to like factor things in um i'm not quite to the colostomy but i'm but after talking to you and stuff it is more prevalent on my mind like i've now like it's something that's like i've weighed on a little bit more you know um And I'll still continue to weigh on and think about my options and stuff but yeah I mean like I I was just talking to Tom briefly before we actually went live but I've been having I've actually gone the last three days in a row because I was really constipated for a while couldn't go had a terrible time like terrible one on Sunday so I was like screw it I have to try it again still wasn't feeling good so I tried it again today like still don't feel great but hoping I'm okay um, but yeah it's just it's hard to find that balance and then when is the time to you know make the change and how
2: to make the change and stuff. and sean you're doing you're doing it yourself is that correct
0: yeah well i have help yeah i have help um okay yeah i have somebody help me with the suppository i can do okay. it myself i can't insert it it's just a yeah. pain and it's no. a little
2: i end up breaking like, like every other one, thing. one. It's one thing with quads you you figure out how to do it once, and then you realize that's going to be a lot of work okay yeah. let's let's get some like I always had somebody come in for my bell program in my showers, and it was because it was just too much
0: yeah it, and it it
2: would wipe my you know I could do it. There's some guys out there bless their hearts, you know we got a good friend Mikey probably does it himself. yeah Mike does it you also.
0: know yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then you know, be like he's our he's our king, you know, of, you know, doing in, so many more independent stuff at oh, his level, you something. know, with no <laughs> trying.
1: Right. That can be like a little security blanket because it's something like the last couple of years I've tried to do is like you know, I mean, I know it's going to take longer and it's going to be harder, but knowing that I can take care of it or handle it, you know, as long as like as difficult as it might be, just knowing that if I'm in a situation where I needed to, I could. You know, that gives me a certain peace of mind that, you know, like, Yeah. It's meaningful.
2: Always dressing myself and dressing myself when I was in my single days. It doesn't happen as much because, you know, she's right there. She's wanting to go to bed and get up just as quick as I do. So, you know, I do have a lot more help. But in my young days, yeah, I, I was always happy that I could do that. The other part I just, you know, and Tom, that's awesome if you're doing it on your own. I I, always,
1: mean, I I don't because I mean it's just too much work and like it's so much yeah yeah in
2: some way. but I'm and saying you know I I
1: have tried and you know knowing that I can
2: but I want to reassure people out there that if you can not do it there are way powerful ways to travel and I I did this almost when the internet was starting up you know I was around before the internet and I <laughs> I you know when the internet was you know still a hamster on a on a reel going around as fast as it can go, dial up. I found nurses in other states. I, I I traveled to, you know, for work and I went to Atlanta twice. I went to North Carolina a handful of times, New Orleans. And I found my own nurses by just, you know, nurse, nurses that do this and, you know, the search that I used to get before, I think maybe Google was just starting but it was just like, okay, hey, I'm coming out of town. Do you do this? Uh, no, click, you know, I do, you know, I'm coming from out of town. Would you come to my hotel and do this? And they're like, well, so you need a nurse. So tell us some more about this. I'm like, I need you one time. Okay, we just need a doctor script, you know, okay. Call my doctor, you know, she's like, okay, whatever. What do you need me to, you know, doctors are like, so well, tell me what I need to tell bite. me what's
1: right. What, exactly.
2: yeah you
0: yeah. that's crazy Bob
1: I didn't
2: out. know
0: you didn't used to do that because I that's what I did for years but I used Craigslist once it was like on I would go to the city where I was going post an ad on Craigslist I'm gonna need a caregiver on this day from this time to this time like I'd do like a four or five hour window post my ad I'd get a several email replies I'd find one that seemed like they were okay I'd pay him like 10 bucks an hour and I'd have my caregiver the rest of the weekend I would do my own thing but I had my balance and, and shower help, and then they went yeah. on their way. And but that's crazy. I never knew you did that, Bobby. That's awesome. I thought yeah, I was no, like it was it
2: was, <laughs> no. it was before Craigslist. But I did that. Yeah, that's there cool. was only one time I got into one like she came, like I I got an, even a gal like because I had to be out the door so early, and I'm like okay. So they I said I need somebody for five days. It was a big conference in Atlanta, and. It was, you know, I said on the four, third day, I'm going to need somebody for BP. And they're like, okay, so because of the other things, we're going to send out an aid. But for your BP, we're going to send out an LVN. I'm like, okay. So the the first few two days, I've had this awesome, this gal would just like, just like making me coffee in my room. And like, just really, like, we got along. Like, She's like, oh, I, I, you know, I mean, of course she was married at the time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and I wasn't at the time. I'm yeah. like, of course, somebody I'm like i on, like just, we're having like the best conversations in the world, you know. And then I'm like, are you here tomorrow? And she goes, oh, no, they bring in another gal. And I go, oh, yeah, I remember. That gal comes in for the BP. She's like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I just told her flat out, I said, if you don't do it, I die. Do you want me to call your agency? They send you out. I had somebody better than you for two days. You're an LVN, you're doing this. And then like-
1: Right, they send a it's like willing people and then they send an yeah. like, I'm
0: out. Yeah.
2: Oh, and then man. so, the, um, uh, so she's like, okay, she she starts it and I get a little bit of results. She's like, are we done? I'm like oh no we're not dead
0: oh no we're, we're gonna be
2: here for you know because when I did it in other cities on the bed it, it was oh, man, know, so
0: it yeah no that's took
2: hard a lot, It a lot longer yeah hey
0: hey guys and, uh,
2: so,
0: so we uh, actually yeah. got quite a few questions in the chat and since we're getting kind of later in time I was just gonna go through a couple of yeah. them for you I got a couple for you Bob too Um so before the surgery for the colostomy, did you need to do, like, a clean-out? Did they have to have you do, like, a... Uh, uh- That's
2: a great question. Whoever asked, uh, asked that question, that is the number one question. So I was really worried about that, too. What my wife found out through, um, on her Facebook group, uh, she follows a Wise and Girlfriends page, they, somebody told her about um, doing it at the hospital. And there's a code for Medicare to do that. And so basically I checked in the night before surgery and then they have someone come up from the ER and stick a catheter up your ass <laughs> and you drink this stuff and it all goes right into the bag. I didn't have to sit on a can, I didn't have to sit on a commode, it was all done in the hospital with somebody watching it. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, awesome. there is. And I, I forget what the, the code is for that. As you're asking your next question, I'll yell it out to her, and see if she remembers what that exact procedure is called. All
0: right, cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, sorry, I'm just going through. Um, some of them are more just comments of, that w- they were just starting to add up a lot. <laughs> yeah, trust is huge. A lot of people talk about, uh, do I have a caregiver? Uh, right now, I have my grandma that helps me out with a few things I need help with, and she's basically my acting caregiver. I don't have anybody else that's helping me with stuff. Um, ever tried enemies? Yes, enemies is what Tom uses, um, right? I use. Not or not
1: anymore.
0: Or not anymore. Uh, Yao yeah, uses the fleet enema, but yeah, um, I've actually tried them as well. I tried them for like a month. I bought like a pack of a hundred of them, and they just didn't work as well for me. Uh, Bobby, I don't know if you That's ever tried those. one thing that
1: is, like, I think important to note about enemies and all care supplies, they're not covered by the insurance. Mine is not, you know, like, the enemies that I have to purchase, you know, like, I Amazon every month or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure suppositories. Are suppositories covered for you guys? Uh,
2: yeah, you get, yeah. I think it's 50 what? a month for Medicare.
1: When I was doing the enemies, they were not covered, at least not by my insurance. And you know, it's like $100 a month. Um, you know, like a pack of 30 of them or whatever. And I think the cost has gone down since. But you know, it's still something like, they don't cover fleet animals for me. And I mean, I've tried to get them covered. Um, and even, you know, gloves, regular supplies. Um, so I mean, it's really, I think, something important to you know, consideration too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely for that. And then, uh, sorry, one last uh, one last question for Bob was just uh, the healing time. Like, how long was the recovery after the uh, surgery? What was the
2: last. So question? I stayed in the hospital. So after the surgery, I stayed in the hospital for two more days. Uh, basically, they keep you in the hospital to make sure your bowel restart, kind of like a computer. Um, next, thing, first thing I got was a uh, bowel sound and then they had me eat soft food and then I got to go to solid which was like some chicken and mashed potatoes and then once they knew everything was working they sent me home And going home was pretty nervous I was pretty pretty much a nerve-wrack uh, because I didn't feel like I got a lot of training and I haven't talked to anybody I've converted five people to do the surgery, or four people, you would be number five, Sean, if you do it. Um, and we've all felt like it—you know—the you just didn't have enough training. You don't know what appliances to use. Uh, they give you a sample pack of Hollister and Coloplast. You're trying each patch. Out. You don't know, like the back—the bag, the bag sound—is like, oh my god, it's so it's. It's so noisy. Then it was uh, I'm going to church. Now I'm not going at all. You know, it took a while. I would say, kind of like when I first got hurt, it took about a couple months to where I'm like, okay, things are okay. I'm not going enough. So basically, when I got to, I was somebody that might be like you, i um, Sean, and something you might want to think about just with your diet, um, metamucil until I started taking probiotics. Probiotics is the healthiest thing for our system, whether a colostomy or not. You need probiotics in your stomach. Uh, It will kill so many things that happen in our stomach and will help our immune system, and it will just clean everything out much better. So always, I'm a big promoter of probiotics. I drink my probiotics by kombucha it's a high probiotics one and um, it's a nasty tasting you know uh, drink but I knew it and since I did that and Maryland, Um I've been uh, it's great I don't you know there's some people that hear a lot of sounds out of their stoma where it makes like you, it sounds like you're just farting from your stomach I don't get that I have a buddy that does get that I feel bad. He's just like, yeah, just like, I can't get rid of it. And I don't know what the difference between him and I are, but everybody is different when you do something like this. But I have found that I change, I do a one piece bag. I change it, uh, every morning, unless that I'm about to go lay down and I see stuff in there. Um, so then I'm like, oh, this is too much. We change it. So I change it once to twice a day. And that's it. And I change the wafer that sticks to my skin um, uh, twice a week, and three you can times do a week, a- depending s- on how it's. Can
0: you do you- a lot of the little basic maintenance and care yourself, or do you require
2: you, you do- Um To change the bag bag, um, to change the whole wafer and everything, I need a little bit of help, yes. Um, could I do it myself? I know I could do it myself, okay. if I got everything ready. I could easily do it. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, And somebody also asked before if I do my own suppositories. It's a question we were kind of all talking about. Like, I can, and I figured it out, but I don't do it regularly. Just like all of us, Like, we've pretty much figured out how to do all these things because you want to know how to do these things if you need to. But some of the stuff is really hard and time-consuming to do So, and, and can just be done easier and more sterilely possibly by having a little help. So it's just nice to, yeah. nice to have that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, I think that was about all the main question questions. If there was any others that I missed, sorry guys. If I was trying to scroll through. We had quite a few comments. People saying hi. People, a lot of positive feedback for you guys.
1: Hi everybody. Thanks Mason, for tuning in. Mason, I you hope says the hi, Bobby. Was I useful. Yeah. Part shitty topic.
0: It is. <laughs> It is a pretty (laughs) shitty topic. (laughs) We're getting... getting...
1: You know, it's the topic nobody wants to talk about, but probably the one people need to hear about most because it, you know, has one of the largest impacts on your life. I mean, I just, you said at the beginning, I could overcome, you know, and I have overcome any part of my disability, you know, like, and I don't want to say with ease, but, like, now living my life, like, I don't think about anything really regards to my disability or like what it means to like go about my life. But my bowel care and my bowel program is still one it hits me sometimes yep. when I don't have a, you know, good program or I do have an accident or something. It's something that I still struggle like with twenty three years later and if I could fix any one part of my disability and just stick with the rest forever, it would probably be that because it just you know how, like it could be to deal with you know the whole dignity, you know, part of it and stuff. And, you know, it's just spent a lot of time, like, changing my mind, too. You know, like, not shutting down every time I had an issue. You know, it's like that saying, if I don't have a, you know, great program in the morning, you know, like, I used to let it ruin my day. I'd worry all day long. It's really hard to shut off those, you know, those anxieties and the little voice in your head that says, you know, like, oh, you're gonna have issues. You're gonna have a problem. It's going to happen. But you know, through years and years and years, you know, like I've learned to not let you know one small part of my day dictate the rest of my day. Um, you know, um, moving past it. If it happens, it happens. I will deal with it the best I can in the moment. You know, I can prepare. You know, for bring an extra change of clothes. You know, bring extra supplies with me and stuff. Like if I'm gonna be out, if it, you know whatever it may be. Um, but you know, learn to deal with it in a way that doesn't let it ruin your day doesn't let it ruin you know stuff because at the end of the day it's pretty insignificant it's something that every human has to do on planet earth you know and you know as hard and embarrassing as it can be to deal with it's you know once you deal with it once you get it done once you get over it it's nothing it's like in the past it's done exactly Um, so
0: it sucks in the moment but once you're done and get it kind of cleaned up and whatever figured out it's just go upon your life you know go upon your day and life goes on (laughs) so
1: yeah put that and get back you know you
0: know shit happens and life goes on (laughs) Uh, so uh, i guess that's probably a pretty good wrap for i think we covered most and i don't want to go too far over the uh hour mark we don't want to keep people uh, too too long on here <laughs> but uh bob and tommy, uh, tommy bobby and tom <laughs> tommy bob whatever it works no the worries. same way for both of you guys no worries,
1: either <laughs> way anyway, it doesn't matter
0: uh, but yeah dude thank you guys both for coming on and good advice you know i you guys have experiences that i don't have and awesome to share with everybody and i know a lot of people got a lot of help from it we had a lot of comments a lot of, a lot of good reactions and stuff
2: so hopefully. Well, thank you, Sean, for
1: putting this thing together
2: and you know, yeah.
1: information because it is so important that people out there who aren't getting this from the hospital or anybody else, you know, have somewhere to get it. You know, if they are inclined right. to look for it. So, thank you, man, and thank you everybody for tuning in and watching. And Don't I forget to subscribe put, um, and both, like and hit yes, that little like, bell subscribe. to get the notifications. And I'm gonna put both video. of your
0: guys' Instagrams in the thing. So <laughs> as long as that's okay with you, in case if anybody wants to. You know, have yeah. have any questions, follow-up questions, or anything for you. Uh, yeah. So those will be oh, in the I'll description you. if you guys want to contact to Tom me or message, Bobby.
1: You know, it's like you do have really serious questions and, you know, just information. Um, both Sean and I and Bobby, we're ambassadors for, you know, the Triumph Foundation. That's what we like to do is spread good information and help people that, you know, need it or have a hard time getting it. So
2: exactly. don't be shy. Just if, we, if, if, if it becomes too many questions, sometimes it's like, oh, Okay, wait, hi. Right. I got another uh, hundred people to answer. So sometimes. just to know oh. no. yeah, so
1: At the end of the day, you know, at the very least, you know we can put you in the right direction where to go get more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. all
0: right, all right. thanks everybody. All right, great it's talk. been a good great broadcast. Job, Sean. Thanks guys. I'm gonna end the broadcast real quick. Yes. Live to roll fist bump. Hi
2: everybody. Alright,
0: bud.